Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Founder of the luxury skincare brand True Botanicals, Hilary Peterson is on a mission to deliver clean beauty without the risk of exposure to toxins. Hilary has truly disrupted the industry and I'm so excited to sit down with her today. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs about some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's an absolute delight to introduce you our guest for today, Hilary Peterson. Founder of True Botanicals, Hilary's journey began with a personal quest. After giving birth to her twin babies, Hilary was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and came to a wellness awakening. She took a serious look into how she could better support her health and realized skincare was equally important to diet and lifestyle. Unsuccessful in her search for the best-in-class performance skincare, she created True Botanicals the first ever 100% made safe certified skincare brand in the world. True Botanicals baseline is natural biocompatible using only the most potent and pure plant actives. And I love that this brand has stayed true to Hillary's original vision and focuses on helping people take not only better care of themselves, but the planet too. She is such an empowering force in the industry and a trailblazer when it comes to the clean beauty movement. So Hillary, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Akash, for having me. So, Hilary, I'd like to ask you the most obvious but important question. Who is Hilary? Who, in a nutshell? I would say, at the core, I am a very caring person and that I am a seeker. So, I often will identify challenges or opportunities that are unsolved and look for solutions. So, you know, whether it's a health challenge that one of my children is having or, you know, a beauty industry that should deliver toxin-free products and really be more of a wellness industry, 
uh, I've always been really energized by seeking out positive solutions. No, I really, I can see that through the brand. I love every single touch point and I just can see your whole DNA oozing in that. But before we get into how the brand came to be, we'd love to kind of go a bit before that because, um, you know, your, did you have any kind of lessons in life that you learned uh, with your personal life that really helped you build the business today growing up? Yes, I definitely had a lot of experiences that were very empowering relative to connecting, uh, really mostly through my marketing experience, through connecting around a shared purpose, a shared interest, and building from there. So I've, I've always come, I think, from that perspective of connection, whether it was, you know, as a young kid, you know, my favorite job growing up was babysitting. And that obviously involved a lot of connection. I loved my lemonade stands. Um, But then as I got out into the work world, I definitely was more energized by opportunities to build something and connect with people. And I guess the only other thing I would say at the core as a person is that I was always very um, inspired by entrepreneurs and their journeys. And both of my parents were entrepreneurs. And actually, I have three sisters, and all three of my sisters are entrepreneurs. So it's something that was always very interesting to me. And I worked hard to get a lot of experience out there in the world before I decided to venture out on my own. But I definitely think the combination of entrepreneurial inspiration And my passion for connecting and creating had a huge impact on how my career developed. I love that. And I I kind of want to ask a question on that because my father is an entrepreneur. And I think growing up, I always felt I had this entrepreneurial blood. But then I was like, but is that enough to become an entrepreneur? Like you have to learn your craft. You have to learn, you know, with experience as well. Um, I worked in the corporate world for a while. You worked in like incredible, like Levi Strauss, right? And, and the uh, Mary Veronica Organics. And did you feel, um, and maybe there was added pressure having, you know, a strong family in business that you had to like spend a lot of time taking that step to become an entrepreneur? Or was it like, um, was it just a matter of, uh, I really want to do it, but I'm not ready yet. Let's wait each year. Like, what was your process? So many ways in my life, the phrase, the truth will reveal itself has shown to be true and real. And I think this is another example of that. I had it in the back of my mind that I'd love to be an entrepreneur someday and do something on my own. And yet I didn't have a distinct plan as to when it would happen and how it would happen. And this business really grew from my indignation upon learning about the toxins and the products that I was using following a cancer diagnosis. And so it was the power of that emotion and combining that with my confidence in my ability to build something. And and I would say that confidence was partly well-founded and partly born out of passion. And, you know, I think if every entrepreneur imagined what it was going to take, they they might not take that leap. But yeah, the combination of those two things, I just decided to take the leap of faith. And I wouldn't say it was necessarily planned. And, And I do feel like, you know, to other entrepreneurs, you know, versus trying to, for instance, find a white space, which I I do think 
you know, that can make a lot of sense too. I feel that when something comes from a place of passion, that does help you get through the ups and downs of the entrepreneurial journey. So for me, I'm glad that, that this idea came to me in that way. Um, it was very helpful because I needed to rely on that passion a lot of times when, you know, the chips were down. I'm getting really excited about this conversation because the way you say things, I hope you realize it's so like, it's so well said. And so I think inspiring to many potential entrepreneurs, because for me, you're saying how I built my company. It's the same thought process of like, um, you need to definitely having a white space is great, but it doesn't often come like straight away. It kind of is like an accidental happening that is, it makes sense. But uh, it's when you also find a purpose, like for you, it was research from your own personal experiences to realize this, you know, this conversation around toxins is something that is a white space, but also you need it as a, as a consumer and you know many others will. So I love the fact that you've created this incredible brand, even having such a wider way of experience and family experience in, in entrepreneurship, you've still created this with your own kind of understanding and research yourself and it came organically I think that's the key word it's like building your entrepreneurship journey organically so would you say to people that are hoping to create a brand and maybe they're working in corporate and every year they're like when do I make that leap of faith is it like you just have to wait for that organic aha moment as opposed to forced aha moment I would say that I mean for me my experience says that that's what worked best and, you know, it's, <laughs> this is going to be a funny interview because uh, I'm feeling very comfortable. I'm enjoying our conversation. I mean, I would say it's the same thing about reading, meeting the right person. Exactly. You know, I didn't decide to go meet my husband. I met him. You know, I do feel like some of the most magical things that happen in life happen when they're meant to and trusting that journey and going with it and doing what you love along the way. I mean, for me, that was a huge part of my career is seeking out opportunities that I really enjoyed and making shifts that I thought I might enjoy more. So I was always very dedicated to a career and my growth. And most importantly, this is actually advice from my mom. She said, you know, do what you love and success will follow. And I, I really believe that's true. So true. And I know, oh, I, I think if I was going to, um, like, I wish I had a notepad because all the stuff you're saying, is just, it's, I wish I heard it a few years ago. I've had to learn that for experience. And that's okay as well. It's good to learn through experience because you have to sometimes learn it yourself. But I think you'll inspire many potential entrepreneurs here because these are really wise anecdotes of true experience. And I love it. So um, thank you for that, number one. really want to say. But I want to now get into the actual story of True Botanicals and how it came to be. So I always first ask, what was that initial kind of three few months before you did the trademark of like, okay, we're actually going to do this. Like how did that journey of true botanicals really, really begin? So leading up to making the commitment to the brand, there were a lot of decisions around, you know, how much did I believe at that moment in the potential for the brand? That's when I did start to think about the industry. Was there a white space? Was there an opportunity to fill a gap? And I'll say that you know, the low point during that time for me was understanding that very few consumers believed that there were toxins in beauty products. And to start on a journey providing a solution to a problem that people don't think exists 
was daunting, um, especially understanding that, you know, we were really a little brand going up against a big industry. And it was at that moment where I realized that the journey shouldn't be about focusing on the toxins, but rather creating something so beautiful that even people who didn't care about toxins in beauty products would want to use our products. And together we would change the industry and I, we now as a brand would have an opportunity to educate people along the way. But that if we really focused on building a beautiful brand, that would be the smartest approach. And that served us very well. You know, we focused on clinical trials So we launched with a product that outperformed one of the leading conventional brands. That was huge for us. Um, So it was investing in in that kind of work and um, thinking about the scent of the products, you know, how they feel on the skin, creating a really beautiful, luxurious experience to accompany the uh, efficacious products, and then always weaving in what I know to be true about how the industry could better serve us through products made without toxins. So I think that sort of shift in thinking was very helpful because it was starting to feel like we were trying to push a snowball up a hill, you know, versus just letting it roll in the right direction. So, um, you know, it's been very exciting. And when you do something that requires a shift in thinking, you know, there are certainly times where it's felt exhausting, but I would say mostly exhilarating. I think it's so important to think about that organic growth of the business will grow year on year and um, it'll become bigger than you as but as long as you can stay true to your mission and make sure it still it grows, but it's still at core why it was created. And I think what you've done, because it was founded in 2014, am I correct? Or- 2015, yes. And um, to see it today, yes. like uh, still not deviated from the initial path, just make more amazing products. It's just incredible. And I remember getting my first encounter with it, I think a few years ago. Um, it's pretty surreal to be then with the founder today. So it's very exciting for me. Um, and yeah, really happy to, to see just how the consumers have really loved the products because you have filled in, filled in a white space that was so needed. Um, but how do you feel today with um, kind of like, the journey yourself. Have you, when you now take a moment to reflect, what has been some of the highs and interesting learning points? So I think a huge high for me was receiving the clinical trial results for our product and seeing that we outperformed one of the leading conventional brands without toxins and then being able to go, because we did start, we, we had them early on, but we did start without them. And so I would have PR meetings where I'd be meeting with a beauty editor and, and they were just, you know, like moderately engaged. You could tell they'd rather check their email, but they were being polite and we were having a nice conversation. But, you know, I didn't feel that they were going to be running home and trying the product. And I think a lot of that was due to the fact that there was this perception that clean products weren't as effective and we all want to use effective products. And it was so interesting to see the shift when I went to these meetings and I had the clinical trial results and this was a product that a lot of them used. They were taking our product home and using it. And uh, probably one of my favorite moments was when one of the the most senior beauty editors um, that I've gotten to know asked if she could get a bottle of our 
pure radiance oil for her house in upstate New York <laughs> so that she'd have one in both homes. And I thought, okay, mission accomplished. This is awesome. That's amazing. So it was, that was a real high point for me to, to see that shift in engagement and interest um, with the products. And then, you know, another high point, <laughs> just because it was so that this was several years later, we were already working with Olivia Wilde, who's been an amazing advocate for the brand. You know, she uses and loves yeah. the products and we cleared her skin. Um, she had adult acne as I did. That was something I've struggled with up until using these products. And um, so we were able to clear her skin. She's been a very passionate advocate. And a lot of people discovered the brand as a result of her testimonials. And one of those people was Laura Dern's makeup artist. And she was using the our Pure Radiance oil on Laura uh, on the set of Big Little Lies. And everybody thought her skin looked so great. And then she found out about our company's commitment to sustainability and human health. And she sent me an email and I was like, wait, is this an email from Laura Dern? And it was a love letter to the brand and how much she loved how well the products work. And then to discover our commitment to sustainability, she just hoped someday we might have a chance to collaborate. And that just felt like, you know, from starting at the place where I was bringing products to friends' homes and sharing them with people. I mean, we really did start at the beginning with this brand. And then to receive an email like that and to have people like Lizzo posting about the brand, which I just think she's awesome and everything she represents. And so I think this groundswell of passion has to be what's most exciting because, you know, as you know, from starting your brand, you know, in the beginning, that passion is not there. You know, there might be curiosity, but there's not a lot of enthusiasm and it really is such a huge thing to build. And I, I liken it to like a, you're setting a fire and as the years go on, the fire becomes like a bonfire and the, the passion, the it gets bigger and bigger. Um, but you have to keep on fueling it, right? With more team, more, definitely more funds, <laughs> everything. But it's, <laughs> it's at the end of the day, it's just an exciting moment but then taking the steps back to because you have to take the steps back otherwise you're going to get burnt you have to take the steps back to enjoy what you're creating and doing things like just taking a moment to reflect on these highs would probably just even today you know you're, it's morning time for you you'll probably be like ah, i reminded myself of that that's pretty incredible uh and you should be so 100 those are big moments um yeah and i remember i was reading online olivia said this is the only high-end skincare that works or something skin brand that works and that's an incredible statement to have, like uh, organically said. It's incredible. It's been amazing. It, it has been an incredible journey. Yeah. And like you s said, kind of surreal. And I don't really take that much time to step back and reflect. So thank you for that reminder. I appreciate it. No, of course. That's what founders, we have to say to ourselves. But um, I will also go back to that because I love men you mentioned that about the clinical trials. And for those kind of listening who don't really know much about it, it's, it's, it's something that seems so inherently native to brands to do but there are a lot of hurdles where a it can cost a lot b you can get results that you don't want to hear there's a lot of like things that make people do it not always for their brand um but it's literally like getting like getting into universities again like that you know that opening up that thing and say, oh my god did i get in it's that same feeling the minute you get your clinical trial results it's definitely affirmation of what you already intended but to see it on paper 
in, and then to have those claims, it's an incredible feeling. We just did one for our UV protection for some new product we're developing. And I was so nervous. I was ready to be like, should we take it off the packaging? I don't know. Can we really claim this? And then to get like this clinical trial saying, no, it's, it's the most UV protectant, you know, compared to most hair care products. It's great. And like, oh my God, I just want to talk about it to everyone. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's scary because it's a big investment as well to do these trials. You know, it's not the most first thing you think about, but... It's important for sure. It is a big investment. And I just love that you said that it's like receiving a letter regarding a university application. It's just like that. Butterflies, everything. Butterflies. Especially. You don't want to open it, but you want to open it. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Um, But uh, you were talking about your, you know, your commitment to sustainability. And I would love um, for you to explain to everyone what your commitment is, because it's absolutely incredible. And yeah, what you've done so far. Well, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm happy to share with you how we approach sustainability. You know, the first thing that I'll say is that we've learned and I try to share everywhere that I can from a brand perspective that sustainability is a journey. It's not like you reach sustainability and you're done. And so this is something that we really, as a brand, try to focus on regularly, monthly, daily, in terms of how we can do better. So for an example, when I I always think about sustainability, starting with sourcing and then through manufacturing all the way to packaging. So starting with sourcing, you know, we were from inception committed to sourcing organic wild harvested ingredients whenever possible, knowing the impact that those ingredients have on the farmers, on the planet, um, it, it's the most significant investment that we make as a brand. And so putting our dollars behind thoughtful sourcing is huge relative to sustainability. And when you think about the size of the beauty industry, if the beauty industry continues to evolve in that direction, we could have such a huge impact on the health of the planet. So actually, I know a statistic that made such a huge impression on me If every farm today in the world was a regenerative farm, we would be carbon neutral. And so understanding that, uh, we are trying to build awareness around regenerative farming and we're trying to source from regenerative farms whenever possible, in addition to organic and wild harvested. And it's so fun for us to learn about the communities, not only the health of the ingredients and the potency of the ingredients that we're getting from these farms, but how the communities are impacted as well. Um, Stories of women in the Himalayas who are harvesting RC buckthorn. Um, We have a farm off of the coast of Mendocino uh, where we get our kelp for several of our products and that's sustainably harvested. They're really inspiring stories. And as you can tell, it's one of my favorite parts of our sustainability story. So sourcing is very important. And then the next step would be extraction of the ingredients. And it's not something that I necessarily thought about before I got involved in the industry. And that what I've learned is we don't just want every one of our ingredients to be safe. It's also so important that the sub-ingredients within those ingredients, how they're preserved, how they're extracted, that that is equally safe. And so... That's the next area that we focus on in terms of sustainability. And then uh, the manufacturing process itself. Uh, We're working with manufacturers who are 
um, whenever possible. For instance, we had the opportunity to work with a manufacturer who's using solar for energy. We said, okay, great. We love that. Uh, our paper supplier relies completely on renewable energy and uh, the paper for our packaging is FSC certified. And then we use glass as the most easily recycled material for our packaging because we feel very strongly that less plastic on the planet is better. So, you know, we take a holistic approach to sustainability and we're continually looking to improve and uh, use minimal amounts of packaging and safe ingredients. And uh, it's just really exciting to work with a team that's as committed to this as I am because we can always do better and they're, they're looking for how we can at every step. Honestly, I had goosebumps hearing like just the passion behind the sustainability mission. And you said something about always looking to look better, to be better, which I think is so important. And, you know, I would love to, with my brand, if you're willing to have like a separate conversation of how we as Fable and Main can get more sustainable through your experience, because I think you can inspire not just people and their consumption, but also other founders on, you know, just ways to, as a collective group of beauty brands, to push the industry in the right way. So we'd love to. That's a conversation I would love to have anytime. So we should set that up. We will. And I, and I need it because literally you've got me with so many ideas right now. For So just yeah, really inspiring to hear. And thank you for just, um, you know, being the force of change the industry needs when it comes to this topic. Because um, the way you've very eloquently just kind of went from beginning to like sourcing to packaging, it's it's easier said than done. But you guys have really portrayed that very clearly and very truly throughout, you know, all your touch points. I look on your website, I see that, I look in your packaging, I see it. So it, it is something that you guys have done from day one, I feel, and you're continually to, to move as the industry moves. Because I'm sure you have this, right? Like a lot of changes happen all the time. There's newer advancements in technology. There's newer, uh, do you probably go to a lot of like kind of conventions and see new new packaging and new do you get to go to many of these i used to do that a lot and now there's a team that i work with that is so incredible and they're in charge of this so i get to hear their ideas they bring amazing ideas to me all the time and you know one of the things for instance that we're working on is closures so you know we have glass packaging but there's no such thing at this point as plastic free closures or, you know, people will show me ones that are wood on the outside and then I'll say, okay, but just take a look at the inside. inside it's plastic. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's still a ways to go and the team's always looking at the latest innovations. And what I love is because we use them, we help to support that story and um, push for that change or because we ask for them, you know, hopefully over time. Um, better options will continue to be developed. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. 
Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, yeah. I, can, I definitely will believe that you guys will do this and, and continue to also inspire the, the packaging people and, and, you know, by the demand and seeing that people need these products. And it's not enough just to have the only, yeah, casings. And, and even, like, um, when we look at our packaging, especially... Uh, certain recyclable uh, um, packaging components we often like are limited to certain areas like so that doesn't help the carbon footprint when we have to like import them from asia or and there's a whole like ecosystem that is a little bit convoluted that we need to like kind of work around but i want to make it a little bit more of brand's priority is to make the industry a little bit more sustainable as a whole because it's so much more than just one part of the business right you have to think about the 360 a hundred percent um, but I would love, you know, if you don't mind going a little bit about, you know, talking us through your line of products. I personally am a huge fan of the Radiance Oil, so I know that's the one I would love you to talk about too. But I don't know if you have any hero skews and you can talk us through the portfolio. Absolutely. So the products are built around balancing the skin. And every one of our products is created to be biocompatible, work with the skin to help it function at its best and to give your skin at any phase in your life a healthy glow. And so, you know, starting with cleansing, all of our cleansers are made not to strip your skin. This is just one of those examples. You know, I never thought it was very logical that beauty products would be made with toxins. Also, it doesn't make a lot of sense that cleansers would strip your skin because your, your barrier is meant to keep moisture in and toxins out. And so basically every time you strip your skin with a cleanser, you're disrupting that barrier and um, weakening, it's weakening your skin barrier. So um, that's just one place um, I always like to start because our, our line is really built to do all good and respect um, the beautiful natural balance of skin. So all of our products... Um, are designed to also be microbiome friendly. So it's really important to us, you know, because there's so many products out there now to build your microbiome, but it's actually already there as long as you don't disrupt it, you know, which I think is really important. So, you know, at the core, you mentioned the pure radiance oil at the core of our line is that beautiful product that is really meant to support your skin's barrier, replenish 
um, what's lost over time. And it's a beautiful moisturizer. Um, we use a lot of seed oils um, from around the world. And, you know, when you think about everything that's within a seed that becomes the life of a plant, you know, all of that is extracted to be in the oil. It, they absorb um, beautifully and, you know, all the oils are meant to absorb and to go where they're needed to go versus remaining on the surface of the skin, go where they're needed. Um, and then we've launched some really exciting new products recently. Uh, two of them have at the core an ingredient that's from India, Chibula. Um, it's harvested in compliance with, uh, India's national biodiversity association. And as you may or may not know, it it grows throughout India along roadsides. And this incredible fruit, um, is one of the most potent antioxidants available. And what's amazing about it is it's called, it's a cascading, it's a cascading antioxidant, which means that it continues to work over time. Most antioxidants are potent your skin uses them, it's done. This cascading antioxidant has a longevity to match its potency. And so it's one of my favorite ingredients in skincare. And we have that ingredient in our Chibula Active Serum and our uh, Chibula Extreme Cream. And those are two of our newest products. And you know, the Chibula Active Serum has actually within one year become our number one selling product, which I love to see. That really highlights innovation. And it's actually our number one subscribe product, which means that it's delivering what people were hoping that it would. Um, So that's been very exciting for us. And yeah, I would say at the core, I've highlighted some of my favorite products from the line and our philosophy. And oh, one other product I'll just mention, because I am kind of obsessed with plants that survive in nature under harsh conditions, because you know that what they contain holds a lot of potency for our skin as well. So we have an eye cream that we just launched, um, the Resurrection Eye Cream, and it has in it an extract from the Resurrection plant, which can live in the desert for years without water. And then with just drops of water, it comes back to life. Um, So I, I love that ingredient. And, you know, I love that plants like that exist. And, you know, as you know, that, that kind of stamina is required of entrepreneurs too. <laughs> and, and I really just have to say, like, as someone who grew up with Ayurveda and these incredible, like Indian ingredients for you to like bring that to the world just makes my heart. So like, cause we, we grew up with Haritaki, which is what it is, which is a, a from, come from the plum tree. And we used to take the powder of this chabula, like in our water and it would make your skin really great so for people to like honestly people wouldn't even most people wouldn't even know what this ingredient is um for me i didn't even know until i know the indian name and then we knew over time i figured out what it was in in, in western world and to see you champion these ingredients and also make people educate people that these ingredients are not you know they don't discriminate they're for everyone to enjoy for all skin types it's just been four thousand years tested in india but actually everyone should be you know, using these ingredients. So I'm so glad you, you're championing them. So thank you. It's well, amazing. I'm so glad you just mentioned that story because as you're speaking, I realize if it is as good as I know it is for the skin, I should be mixing Chibula powder into water in the morning myself. You I should. think that sounds like a really good idea because it's a great antioxidant. It's I don't know, 100% do like a, a half, a, a quarter, or a, a teaspoon, just a little bit into your warm water. 
amazing. It's a game changer. Okay, I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, uh, amazing. That's a. Uh, it's just made me like uh, I haven't tried this. So I can't wait. I'll get this product. I'm gonna try it because and then the eye cream too because uh, it's so cool to see the innovation and, and ingredients that. Uh, for me, I don't have the time really every day to like use these, like to be go back to my roots and take this in powder form. To have a product that's on the go, I can just use. Um, it's 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 what the future is. So thank you, Brilliant. thank you. And uh, so now, kind of like going a bit into for you your vision and future of uh, True Botanicals. Are you like focused on like international growth or just more, I, I guess a big part will also be like just going deeper into the sustainability conversation or a bit of everything. What's your future goals like? So very much the future is about, as you mentioned, becoming an international brand. You know, for me, the, the ultimate goal would be for this brand that represents a dedication to human and environmental health and beautiful, effective products, to have that be a globally recognized brand would be so incredibly rewarding. So we are expanding now globally, and we've just done a retail, we've launched at Nordstrom. We're 90% direct, so we're primarily a direct brand, but uh, our, our launch at Nordstrom has been fantastic, and we also launched at the Detox Market. So um, that's also been amazing. In both cases, our products have been so well received, which is lovely. And from here, you know, we'll look at uh, future retail partnerships and international expansion and continuing to grow within the U.S. as well. Amazing. Well, we can do, if you need any help international, let me know. I'll need help sustainability. So we'll, we'll work together. We can help each other on that because uh, yeah, I love that. You see your product resonating so well here, especially in the U.K., so, uh, yeah, very, and India as well, because honestly, like, uh, it's a bit of a scary, like, giant to go into India, especially with the price point and everything. People have a misconception, but, you know, it's a huge opportunity if done right the Middle East and an Asia market, for sure. Amazing. I'd love to hear more about that. And we'll definitely touch base after. Um, so kind of going a little bit now, uh, before we wrap it up with some fire round questions, sort of like, you know, even though we might be going towards the tapering, hopefully, the end of the pandemic. Um, how has the pandemic sort of, you know, as being a big core part of the brand building process for you, how has it shaped, A, the way you run the business and B, your own personal, like, um, everyday rituals? What we noticed as a brand during the pandemic is that people were taking more time for self-care. They were working at home. And so the idea of putting on a mask during the day or at the end of the day or taking a bath with some gorgeous bath salts that, you know, given so much less time was spent commuting and people weren't going out to eat. Self-care was really, you know, a, a way to create a shift and some enjoyment uh, at home. And so, you know, for us during the pandemic, we had a very engaged community and those were very strong years for us. Um, and, you know, what's exciting for me to see is that this focus on wellness and nourishing ourselves and taking care of ourselves is extending beyond the pandemic, which I think is lovely for me personally. I think it's great for the brand. So I think there has never been a time where people were more open to the healing power of natural ingredients into taking care of themselves. And so it, it definitely has been very positive, I think, for the wellness industry overall and certainly for, for our brand. Would you agree with that, Akash? 
hundred percent. Like I feel it's, I kind of, well, we built the brand at the beginning of the pandemic. So for me, a little bit, you know, all I know is the pandemic from a brand building perspective, but it was interesting to see how the shift went so much to the clean, conscious, cultural brands, all about self-care and, and well-being. And uh, also how to narrate that story through online, right? Very much digital focus. And even today, while things are opening up and in-store presence is important, having that strong D2C presence, both from an e-commerce perspective, but also social media, has been really exciting for, for me, and I'm sure you as well. Of how do we educate what we've experienced and learned in building our brands to everyone and to the whole world through different lenses, different influencers, but also in like five seconds, right? Because right. attention span is like shortening and especially like TikTok, you only have like three seconds to hit them. <laughs> so, you know, how do you say all our story, but like in three seconds? And that's been quite enjoyable because it's been interesting of seeing, and I often, how I've done this between you and I, it's just when I go to the creators and I say, enjoy, A, I don't work with them unless they like the products and truly love it. Same. But B, I want to make sure they tell me how their audience would expect this to be portrayed. And sometimes when I've seen things go viral, it's the creator dictating the narrative. And that's inspired me to say, oh, okay, so you can, like what I thought might be tacky, what I thought might be damaging to the brand and putting some fun on it, actually makes it, it makes it interesting. It makes it more enticing. So have you had any, like, I guess you could say like viral moments or Instagram moments that have surprised you? I think you know, everything that you just said is so true, first of all. And uh, it is really exciting to see that luxury beauty is happening online now more than ever. And that is certainly something that a shift that was created that um, is very exciting to see for luxury beauty and the luxury industry in general. Yeah. Um, you know, relative to viral moments, I think what our community has responded to, I really appreciate what you said about having each individual express themselves in their own ways. Um, it's so authentic and consumers read authenticity so clearly. So I think the biggest aha for us is, you know, when someone like Olivia Wilde or one of the influencers that we're working with is talking about the brand. It's on her own phone, in her own words, you know, at a time that she wants to create some content. And that's made a huge difference because it just feels like she's welcoming you into her life and sharing a discovery, which is exactly what she's doing. Um, and that's made a huge difference for us. So I would say that's the number one, you know, our content has gotten a lot less produced and, it, that's definitely, I think, where things are going. And it just makes a lot of sense from a consumer perspective because people are seeking the truth um, and authentic content. And so I think that's been fantastic. I love that. And, and it's true. If you don't have authenticity, people who've now been able to consume so much content over the pandemic, they can tell in a second what's inauthentic, what's authentic. So for any brand founders out there, like, I, I even say, like, don't even, even if you, even if an influencer is willing to post and they're, they're willing to get paid and, like, you, it's easy to do, only work with anyone who's, like, a real part of the family that get the brand's DNA, that is also true, truly loving the products, because you will see such a longer-term benefit. Um, and that authenticity will truly read. And people can spot what's kind of, like, you know, bullshit or not. And I think that's very important 
to just always remind ourselves. Because as you grow, it's about, you know, I be, I worked in big companies like Dior and stuff. And it was like the briefs were, let's do 200 influencers. And I was like, but we need it in two weeks. I said, but can I really have 200 people really love the product and test it and try it quickly? No. So, you know, rather give me three months notice and let me find 200 organically and slowly, but I have more time, right? And I think that's what people should remember is Completely. authenticity is paramount importance. So. No, I love that you said that. We're in the same wavelength. I love it. In so many ways. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's why I'm like, I always say this, like, I like this podcast, but I'm like, I'm even more excited for our conversation after the podcast, because that's when we can really make some magic and build the brands even together. So yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. But before I, I kind of go into fire on questions, um, I have a question I ask all my guests, and it's sort of like the desert island situation. So um, I think I might change the narrative a bit because before it was always like pandemic and like the plane, but I'm like, I think that's a bit boring now, but I would say a bit more lighter. If you were going to go on a, on a kind of founder or let's say like a retreat, um, no business, no work phone, just one of your products. What is that go-to product that will keep you best company and make your, make you have uh, beauty wonders? What's your, what's that product? Well, for me, I would have to say that it would be the Renew Pure Radiance Oil. And why would it be that? It is incredibly moisturizing, but it also has antioxidant-loaded ingredients like red raspberry seed oil and kiwi seed oil. So it's, it's a moisturizer with anti-aging power. And um, if I'm going to be on a desert island and I can't bring my sunscreen, then I'm going to need those antioxidants. <laughs> and and quick one, because um, I know you have a clear version too, right? Yes. What's the difference between Renew and Clear for anyone listening? So that would have been my second choice, the Clear Pure Radiance Oil. But since I'm almost 60 now, the breakouts finally are slowing down. Shocking, but true. Um and so the clear pure radiance oil is for anybody who has blemish prone skin, but is still thinking about the, the typical aging concerns of fine lines and wrinkles and hydration and elasticity. So, um, you know, I would say about half of our customers use the Renew pure radiance oil and half the clear. And it just depends on whether or not they have blemish prone skin, but they, they have very similar profiles in terms of efficient, essential fatty acids and antioxidants and incredibly hydrating ingredients. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. No, it's, um, uh, I'll put all the links to the website in the summary so people can also explore the products. Um, but that will help people decide between which one they want to clear or the renew. But definitely radiance oil, I would definitely recommend to everyone. So um, I, I managed to grab one when I went to USA um, while ago and yeah really really loving it so wow creating it. what a lovely compliment um, i love that so fire round questions first thing that comes to your to your head um so the first question is what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving and it could be in any category oh i'm loving all of the Ilya makeup products uh, it's incredible i mean what sasha's done it's just phenomenal and i mean it's the brand I, when i go to most stores and like went to the allure store recently you know, and everyone just recommends this product they're like this tinted serum, it's amazing. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful product. Uh, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Coffee. I love my morning coffee. Do you have a preference? I always, is it black or do you like it like a cappuccino, frappuccino? Well, we now have a machine where we grind the beans in the morning, which Ooh. I'm very happy about because that means they're ultra fresh. Uh, and nice. I love an oat milk cappuccino. Yeah, that's my go-to. Oat milk or oat milk latte, but yeah. Oh, you're making me want to have another coffee, but here it's the end of the day. So I, need, I think I need to have a cocktail later, not a coffee. Um, Got it right there. What are you, exactly. Uh, what are you currently watching or reading? 
Uh, oh, I just read the greatest book. I needed something light. And my beautiful oldest daughter is an editor actually at a large newspaper. And so she's always on top of the latest books. And she gave me a book called Happy All the Time. I just finished it. And it, it's a great, it was written quite a while ago. And it's about two couples and their relationships. And it was just fun and entertaining and just what I needed during these intense times. Hey, well, good. To, yeah, it was 1978, originally published by Laurie Colvin. Yeah, exactly. I just Googled it. Nice. Happy all the time. Um, and then are you watching anything right now? Are you into like Netflix shows? Oh, yes. A hundred percent. I love The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. Um, I recently finished Succession. That was incredible. Yeah, I really enjoy shows, especially since I haven't been going to movies as much and I'm such a moviegoer. Uh, I've gotten into a lot of Netflix shows and really enjoyed um, a variety of shows, some more serious um, and, you know, some super entertaining and relaxing. I think the quality has been incredible, actually. Oh, yeah. And we're having, we're spoiled for choice and succession. I mean, any, who, which entrepreneur doesn't love like succession? It's amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. It's such a, I can't wait for the next season four when it comes out. It's going to be great. Um, Me too. What's your favorite social media platform right now? You know, I would have to say I'm very intrigued by TikTok. Yeah. That would have to be the one that I, I want to dive into more deeply because I think it's, I mean, first of all, professionally, it's very interesting because yes. I, I feel that this is going to be an increasingly important area. And then personally, to your earlier point, um, it's just interesting to see how people capture an idea in such a short piece of yeah. content. It's so true. And, and I think... As a consumer, what I love about this platform is it's so, as a consumer, it's really 360. You have lighthearted content, but also very commercial content that's just has such an impact. And for professional reasons, I do think it's a platform that every brand founder or any founder should really consider. And you can even see it in the likes of like the ones that are succeeding the most are the ones that shouldn't even be on this platform in reality of what people's perception should be. So like Duolingo, Ryanair, uh, they don't need to be, but they've created a whole new love for the brand's um, identity through this platform. So very, very interesting opportunities for brands to explore. I completely agree. And I'm such a huge fan of humor. Yeah. And so it's really interesting to see what goes viral and why. And Exactly. No, it's, it's yeah. very entertaining. And do, do you have a, a favorite quote or like a kind of mantra that you live by? Well, I really do like this quote by Joseph Campbell about we must be willing to live the question in order to live the answer. And yeah, that's that for me has been very helpful in my personal life and my professional life. You know, it's a lot to do with what we were speaking about earlier. You can't force an answer. Yeah, it's so true. You can put a lot of work into getting there, but the answer will come when it's ready. I love that. No, thanks for sharing that because everyone has different quotes. I always ask this because it's interesting to see what's inspired different founders and what they go to. So it's a very good one. Um, and my last question, we're nearly done, is if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur or in the beauty space, what would you be doing right now? That is a very interesting question. If I were not a beauty entrepreneur... I guess I would say that somehow I might be involved in international trade. Uh, I speak French and Spanish and I love travel and I've always had a big passion for different cultures. 
And so maybe I would be doing something that had to do with connecting cultures and the beautiful, the beautiful things that are made in different parts of the world. I mean, I, this is why I'm excited to continue our conversation post podcast, because I feel like we're like doppelgangers in some way. Like I speak Spanish and French. I have oh. the same sort of vision. Yeah, there's the two languages I know. Um, I've learned them from 11 years or 12 years growing up. So, yeah, uh, it's very interesting how we have very sim- a lot of similarities in mindset and then also some things you've done. So really exciting. I love um, that. So, you know, before, um, yeah, well, before we wrap it up, would, would you mind sharing where everyone can find True Botanicals on social media, website? What are the links? Yes. Well, it's very simple. We're at True Botanicals uh, in social media and uh, we're truebotanicals.com. And we have a quiz to help people find what they need. And we have a team of people who would love to consult anytime. So really welcome, welcome visitors and love helping to solve skin challenges. I'll put all the links in the summary so everyone can straight away go straight to the website and uh, definitely take on that quiz because we probably don't even realize some of our own concerns until we answer them. Like go back to your quote, you know. So I think everyone can, at least if they're not going to buy a product, just do the quiz and then learn. Because uh, that's also a big message for us founders is just learn as much as we can for education vehicles as well. Um, not all about just selling a product. But I will say I love the product. So you'll be investing in the right space if you try Drew Botanical. So thank you, Hilary, for being with us today and cannot wait to continue our discussion post this. Um, and you know, grow as founders. Thank you so much, Akash, for having me. Really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the ACAST Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O-L. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. 
Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.